Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster who's, I'm leaning in, uh, really I'm leaning in uh, to let you know I'm here to help you fall asleep. Thanks patrons for supporting it and uh, sticking by me here as uh, we uh, try to figure out the uh, long term of this podcast. I hope it'll be there in your ears for a long time to come. Good night. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings... Physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, weather, routine, uh, whatever it is that might be keeping you awake. Let me take your mind off of that uh, to distract you. And uh, I guess I'll introduce you to the podcast. I guess I can mix it. So I'm going to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. All that stuff I just listed. And what I mean by safe places, I'm going to, you know, make it really comfortable and nice. Hey, welcome. Come on in. You don't, in this safe place, you don't have to take a number. Recently, well, let's come back to that whole taking a number thing. Because uh, that's not what we do here. You just say, hey, there's plenty, is a lim- limitless room here within this podcast. Uh, infinitely comfortable, cozy space. And you say, is that a paradox? I say, this whole play, this whole podcast is a... Uh, it's an enigma within a paradox, as we say, around the uh, well-worn tropes club that we got over here in this one corner. Yeah, but there, there's plenty of space for all sorts of stuff. Any of your interests, we got room here, but mostly it's just comfy. We got all this comfy, cozy stuff. I'm glad you're here. But also we have a uh, bedtime storyteller. That, oh, boy, that's me. What I'm going to attempt to do is take your mind off stuff, but really I'm trying to keep you company. Uh, to put you at ease, if you're new, earn your trust over a couple episodes uh, to see if you say, well, this podcast does help me. I kind of like it. It's not bad. And if you're new, here's a couple things to note. Uh, you don't need to listen to me. You could just barely pay attention or you can listen. Believe me, I'm trying to make sense the whole time. It's just my natural ability, inclination and ability and just, you know, who I am. I'm a rambler. You know, there's all these country songs about rambling and, you know, ramblers. And, uh, but, uh, I think they meant it meant like, uh, I think they meant like rambling out on the trail, which I would do if I was on the trail, I'd be rambling. If I'm on a horseback, I'm in, I'm rambling or I'm keeping it myself. Uh, but on this podcast, I'm here to ramble to keep you. So you don't need to listen to me. That's the thing. Like if you're out on trail with somebody. Imagine if you could have them rambling like in a like a way that you say, well, that puts me at ease. I'm not listening to them. It puts my horse at my steed at ease. Uh, steed at ease. That almost, it kind of rhymes in some way. And uh, again, I'm trying to think of what book we, if we had a book and we titled it Steed at Ease. Uh, I think it would be like a, like a, like, let's say, uh, you know, there used to be TV shows with talking animals that weren't uh, animated. I don't think there, there was this one with a horse back. I think this was before I was born, but on Nick at Night, they would have recaps uh, called Mr. Ed. 
And all I remember is that Mr. Ed was a talking horse. And I don't know if he, like Barney Fife or somebody, I don't know what Mr. Ed did, if he was an investigator or they uh, were an investigator or whatever, what they were doing, like looking into stuff or just making jokes. But I think if a book like Steed at Ease would be like uh, the reflections of a horse, you know, a racehorse uh, that became a poet laureate or something like that, or a noble laureate, uh, or just a, like uh, you say, gave up the laurels for laureates, uh, that could be a subtitle. I mean, it needs a little massaging, but a Steed at Ease. Uh, yeah, or a massage therapist, but I don't know if who who's lend themselves to giving massages. Uh, though they could be like a massage therapist to supervisor, or maybe that'd be a new thing. Like there's tapping. This would be hooving. Be, <laughs> be give a whole new meaning to the word behooved. Uh, you'd say I've just been behooved, and it felt oh my goodness, it was a. Uh, it was, you know, once they'd steed at ease, the right, you know, they uh, found a new way to cushion hooves, uh, you know, gave no, 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 what are those things called? The shoe, shoe horns, uh, horseshoes, uh, what am I talking about? I, I think it was in the middle of, and now I'm imagining a horse massage, like, uh, doing that, like massaging my back or kind of, uh. And, uh, like, educated, maybe that would be it. They would read, po- like, if it was, a, like, a laureate, uh, it'd say, like, also giving me some sort of massage and a mess, <laughs> like, a po- po- poetic message. they call it, you know, that would be a twofer. I guess they got four legs, so, uh, so anyway, if you're new, don't, don't believe it or not, you don't need to listen to me. You believe that? Uh, I go off topic. I get mixed up. I talk about uh, stuff. But you can listen. If you follow that, you say, hmm, like how, like how would it, like what would it be like uh, a talking horse, uh, you know, second act, third act, whoever that uh, person was that says there are no second acts. Uh, I, I usually remember who it is, but now I forgot. Uh, you say, well, there you go. This horse is uh, like uh, on their third act. Uh, racehorse. Well, first, you know, show pony, maybe. Racehorse. Uh, went to school. That's an act. Uh, then became a laureate, a multi-laureate, multi and then uh, started a massage institute. Also was like an act uh, one point B point C was a distraction in a sleep podcast uh, where there was uh, flash forwards and there wasn't any flashbacks. So I guess the show pony, you're right. Being a show pony was a flashback. uh, And they said, this isn't a pony. This is a steed. Okay. But we're like, we're getting, we're putting the, I didn't even mean to do that pun, but like we are putting the car, court, court card ahead of the horse here. Because I'm still trying to, if you're new, so you don't need to listen to me. You also shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. I don't know if I was, uh, it just carted you, but, uh, I'd like to cart you off to dreamland and put my cart in front of your thoughts. So you say, well, I'm kind of following where this cart is going. It kind of seems like it's going somewhere and nowhere at the same time. I already forgot the title of the book, but I already thought of the, um, a sequel, Steed in Need, uh, 
a steed takes heed. It could be a, it could just be a series of books uh, that are never written or published. Uh, the imaginary bookshelf that that'll be one of my autobiographies. Uh, a steed takes heed. Okay, so let me get back. So, so you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here about an hour to keep you company, to take your mind off stuff, like banter, uh, like friendly, like uh, whatever, talking. We're going to go into a bedtime story here after I get done wrapping this up. Uh, but if you can't fall asleep or you're, you just take your time. I'll be here the whole time. And, uh. Send my voice across the deep dark night using lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, which you've already witnessed plenty of, uh, uh, but all to, to, to keep you company, to take your mind off stuff and to help you fall asleep because uh, I'm your boyfriend here in the deep dark night. And let's see, I think I ran out of gas, just like a horse. Oh, structurally, I guess we're pretty far in the structure. But if you're new, just so you know what to expect next time you listen, uh, the show starts off with about six minutes of business or less, ideally. Then that's how we keep the podcast free. Then we have a 12-minute intro, which we're like nine or ten minutes into, where I ramble and kind of introduce the topic of the podcast, uh, or, like, uh, try to introduce what the podcast is. Uh, or, really, I don't introduce any topic comes up. It gets uh, like hey, this one, two topics came up. One came up, I said I would get back to that. And then I forgot what that was. I tried to introduce the podcast. It got like a few sentences in. And then the next thing you know, I meet a well educated horse. Uh, and that changed everything. That might be good dialogue for the horse to say. Sorry about that. Uh, I can't remember the title either. Steed, what did I call it? A steed that takes heat. No, that, now I can't. A steed in need. A steed signs the deed. That would be after, like you say, well, after the fourth book, it was, a steed signs the deed. That was really a, a, a steed's creed. That one, oh boy, Scoots went off the rails by then. And then he had the one, Steed Makes Mead, and that one was just, like, uh, weird. It didn't make any, like, he traveled back to the Middle Ages, uh, and everyone in the Middle Ages had never seen a talking, educated horse, uh, the former, like, racehorse, former show pony, for, former uh, laureate. Uh, they didn't even know what a laureate was because it was the Middle Ages. It should have sent them back to, like, whenever laureates were around Rome or whatever. And uh, they said, we, we're just looking for a horse to ride around on. And the steed said, well, I make mead, the greatest, well, I'm, I'm going to learn how to make mead, and then I'm going to make the greatest mead you've ever seen. And they said, well, how'd you travel in time? They said, well, it's asleep. Anyway, so so uh, I'm going to go off topic, but I'm here to help. I'm here to help you fall asleep and to be a little silly, because really what I want you to do is be like to, to not have to dread bedtime. I've been there dreading bedtime and it being rigmarole. And if this podcast can maybe add some levity or uh, just a distraction where you say, well, I put scoots on, I don't like, uh, I don't know what the heck he's talking about, Mr. Ed, or like next day, maybe at work, they say, yo, George, you still listen to that sleep podcast? And they say, yep, that's why I look so darn great today. Uh, 
is what was he talking about last night, that pod guy? Uh, he was talking about, uh, I don't know, I woke up and I was just saying a horse is a horse, a horse, of course. Uh, and then I said, then I started just watching old Nick and Knight trailers on YouTube while I ate my breakfast. So I don't know what he was talking about, but I know I slept good. So that's how the podcast ideally would work for some people. Uh, but if you're new, it doesn't work for everybody, but I hope it works for you. I work very hard because I'd like to help you fall asleep. Thank you for coming by. All right, hey, everybody, it's uh, time for, uh, I guess, like a trending Twitter t- Tuesday episode. Like a little recap. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've been, adv- I've been on an adventure. Oh, boy, have I been adventuring, like adventuring totally, uh, and is those of you that are new, you might not know how my adventures normally start. So I'm going to fill you in. If you're a regular listener, this would probably be fun. But uh, like most of my adventures, now if you're new, you, you may or may not know this, but I have, like I spend a lot of time making the sleep, sleep with me. And so I don't like uh, sleep with me, like uh, it could be considered a job, a pastime, and a hobby with the amount of hours I work at. But you still got to have... Uh, like they say, well, geez, you can't keep sustaining something unless you have something to refill you. And there's also this idea, like, sleep with me, it's found an audience because uh, people say, well, I was looking for some weird bedtime stories and you fit the bill. Or for a friend, like, we have a shared uh, sensibility, uh, kind of. And the internet is one of the great things about the internet is that, uh, like with certain sensibilities and neutral ones, you can bridge uh, the cr- cross cultural and distance boundaries. Uh, so people with very small interests can find other people that have the same interest and share it. And previously, this would be done, but it would just take a lot more work. Uh, and so, a lot of regular listeners know that, yeah, the way I recharge when I need to. Uh, is I hang out is I hang out with my dog Koa K O A is my dog's name Koa, and we kick back like let's say it's Saturday night and then Saturday night I record a podcast I get done around ten p.m. or something, and then I say okay I'm gonna go to bed at eleven or eleven thirty, and I'm like okay well what am I gonna do uh, and I look at Koa. And then we do what our our pastime and our hobby is, which is listening to Knox, K-O-N-C-K-N-K-N-O-C-K-S, Knox. Like when you knock on a door, that's considered a knock. And my dog and I's hobby is listening to Knox, like Knox, like knocking on a door. But we just call it Knox, uh, I guess, which is shorthand for knocking on a door. I mean, you can't, we, like, if you're, if we are really desperate, we'll listen to people knocking on tables. Uh, but that's like a different, uh, this is people knocking on doors. Uh, so let me clarify that if you're a fan of people knocking on tables or objects, uh, I guess that's a different niche or pastime, a different, slightly different hobby, tangentially related, maybe adjacent, but different. And I guess I would say that's an important distinction because, uh, like, uh, like, like to, to respect both pastimes or to laugh at it, like, uh, Scooch, you're kidding me. Uh, what, what the heck? Uh, but yeah, let me paint a picture of you, like, uh, the recent Saturday night that just passed by when 
my evening was interrupted uh, by adventure, How, like a kind of holiday adventure, uh, but oh, like a big adventure. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get to that. So, uh, like, Co and I sit down. We say, okay, let's fire up some knocks. And, uh, you know, now that I have the podcast, I'm lucky enough to get some knocks. Uh, now, there's amateur knocks and then there's enthusiast knocks. And this isn't against any amateur knockers. Uh, but, like, is it, like, I mean, I guess, it, like, I would call myself a knock enthusiast if I'm really, like, uh, yeah, like, like, it's just a, a small distinction, like, between someone knocking on their door and recording it and sending it to me. Like, it, it's a, gr- a nice act of kindness and, and whatever, like, uh, uh, but, but that would be like, and this isn't a, like a, a value judgment. It's just like, that's an amateur knock, uh, or a knock, like, or it could be an incidental knock recording, but that sounds more intentional. And like, you can believe it or not, most of the time you can hear the intentions behind those knocks. So, so as a knock enthusiast, uh, and I've talked about this in other episodes where this hobby comes up, but like, uh. Uh, like you're either looking for a very intentional experience or like, uh, like, um, like, like recorded, not like raw knocks, uh, that are like real knocks recorded live. And again, like, uh, not really too much of a privacy thing. Uh, uh, but like, there's, there's like, whatever, there's like wild knocks and there's intentional knocks uh, recorded by knock enthusiasts. Or, you know, people, I don't know, like probably like hand actors and, uh, you know, Foley artists, holy cow, like a couple of the great, anyway, I don't want to go off too off topic, but uh, so as a knock enthusiast, those are my two preferred types of knocks consumption right now. Now, before the internet, like uh, when I was just a kid, like, uh, you know, a lot of teens were doing cool things. You know, I was tracking down knocks or recording my own and any knocks I could get my hands on, just like a magazine in the woods, if you know what I'm saying, under a rock, just like that, like in a different way. It's say, you got any knocks, I'll listen to them. You know, you, you meet maybe an exchange student in school or you go to college. I was lucky enough to go to school in New York City, so I had a little bit more. And that was like when back in those Unix days where you could like uh, go over to those forums or whatever the heck they were called, news groups. And then, well, you know, it's also not exactly like uh, you don't want to go to the top of the Empire State Building like I did and say, I'm a not, I love Knox because uh, people don't know. They say Knox, uh, like Knox gelatin. And like, uh, like, so some, and some people that are not enthusiasts, it's an individual pastime. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? You're on the internet. Everyone's got something they're into, but me and Koa, we like to sit back. We like to listen to the knocks. We'll play them on the stereo. And, uh, usually lately I've been doing it Bluetooth, uh, and then we'll play it once and then we'll look at each other and play it again or we'll play a series of knacks uh, if it's it just depends on like the recording kind of like a mixtape like uh, uh like when you're getting these things from other enthusiasts and to address a couple other things like uh scoots are you kidding me or have you totally gone off uh, gone borneo or what i'd say well uh, are you serious uh 
see, like, I'm seriously trying to put you to sleep. Uh, so, uh, kick back and just imagine me and Co. Uh, and if you have to replace it with something normal, uh, you say, well, okay, we're just listening to the fire or we're listening to vinyl. I mean, people listen to vinyl records like that's, that's considered normal, right? Or whatever, uh, we could be watching anime, whatever it is, playing video games. But Co and I are listening to Knox. Uh, and if anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I just uh, like I tend to have a soft spot for Eastern European Knox. Uh, oh, also, I do write not erotic Knox fiction, you know, inspired by my enthusiasm. I say, well, let me get my, like, uh, let me take my two favorite hobbies, uh, daydreaming or, uh, you know, the, the more uh, other version of daydreaming or in Knox. Uh, so I started writing some erotic Knox fiction. And still my most popular one is uh, Eastern European Knox. Uh, or I, like, I, I, like, there's those, I, don't, I can't talk about any of that. Uh, and you say, well, where can I get my hands on your erotic Knox fiction? I say, well, uh, send a check or money order uh, for $4 million to... Uh, and maybe some people have heard of Hollywood Knox, which I heard they're trying, you know, they're making a parody of that one. Uh, but whatever, like, so I do, that's another thing I do, but uh, not when I'm, you know, this is just listening. And we were listening to some Knox, uh, like, a, like, a recorded, uh, like high altitude Knox. Uh, that's all I can say. I don't want to say any more. And we were just chilling and, uh, you know, thinking about the holiday season, thinking about turtlenecks and and listening to these knacks. Because, uh, you know, high altitude, you can start to pitch your stuff. And, uh, you know, the altitude and the temperature all affect how the knack's going to sound. And they affect the human hand. And they can give you a sense of place and whatever. So we're listening to these knacks. Uh, I think that's enough about the knacks. Uh, like uh, TLDR, my dog and I. Listen to recorded knocks uh, as a hobby. Yes, I'm a knock enthusiast. Also, yes, I'm sure you could believe that I write uh, like uh, erotic knock fiction for my own uh, perusal. Or if you're like, yeah, if you're some billionaire, uh, reach out to me for for like multi millions. I'll write you in, in, into a character. You know, Dirk or Diane Knock or something. I, you know, I like. Uh, the knock that rocked. I, I never thought about doing uh, like rock and roll knock diaries, but there you go. I just thought of my next series, the knocks and knock the rock and the knocks. Uh, okay. Yeah. With tour buses. So there you go. There's my next series. So available for millions of dollars uh, for private consumption. Yeah, so sitting there, listening to the knocks. And what always happens when we sit down to like relax is uh, the adventure begins and this time was no different. Uh, we're listening to the knocks, and then there's always a knock at my door. And Koa gave me a look, uh, and I looked at her. I said, what, do you, what is that, like a Jennifer Aniston knock? Uh, and the only reason I thought that is because earlier we had seen something where Jennifer Aniston was knocking on a door. And, uh, like, I just happened to be able to pause it. And Co and I were like, like, I was like, did she really knock on that door? Or was it a Foley artist? And we couldn't figure it out. It was so flawless. Uh, but this knock, uh, sounded like it. But then I realized it was a knock on my real door and not a recorded knock. Uh, 
Oh, also, like if you don't listen to Knox with your dog, use headphones because your neighbors uh, will. Uh, like, luckily, I'm already like uh, we're you know it's handled uh, by living near me. But like when they first move in, they say, "What the heck was uh, what? What are you playing a video game over there?" They say, "Oh yeah, totally." Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a, it's like a shoot, shoot point and click. Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, a drift drifting on a driftwood. It, 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 that's what it's called. Uh, really, because it sounds like people are knocking on doors. Oh yeah, it's like a Sherlock Holmes style uh, mystery. A lot of door knocking because you're asking questions, and then they usually say, "Oh, really? Could I, I got to write that?" No, no, you don't need to write it down. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, so anyway, there's a knock at my door. So I go to my door, open my door, and who's on the other side of the door? But one of my favorite uh, elves uh, from the North Pole, Spackle. And uh, like, uh, so, so let me fill you in if you're new. Spackle, S-P-A-C-K-L-E or something, is an elf that uh, works in the North Pole. An uh, elf that works in the North Pole, very high-level elf, uh, elf uh uh, that, you know, works in more broader issues of solving, uh, bringing together elven peoples, uh, like high-level stuff. So I knew this was important. Uh, but I said, Spackle, how the heck are you? I haven't seen you in ages. Uh, you know, so we did a little catching up, a little gabbing. Yeah, but Spackle had a serious, but Spackle said, what are you, uh, like, like, uh, listening to Knox? And I said, of course, uh, and Spackle said, thank goodness, uh, because we need you. And I said, we, we, like the royal we, you and Santa? And uh, Spackle shook Spackle's head. And I said, Spackle, you got any bad holiday advice, uh, and uh, Spackle said, uh, Spackle said, we got to save the holidays, as a matter of fact. And I said, what do you mean? Uh, and Spackle said, the holiday spirit has been uh, uh, like, uh, like we need you. We need you undercover. And I said, who's we? And Spackle said, come on, get into my present. Uh, Spackle travels by present, uh, like a giant present box. So I said, listen, Co I paused the knocks. I said, uh, you know, I set up with somebody to make sure, come check on my dogs. I didn't know how long I'd be gone for. And I said, I'm probably headed into some dark universe or something, Co. So, uh, actually, I said, I'll leave the knacks playing for you. She said, like, what were you talking to me? I was listening to these knacks. I said, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll leave a bowl of food and water for you. And so if I'm not back, uh, and then Co said, what, are you still talking? I'm listening to these knacks. I said, okay, don't worry. Uh, like, like uh, I'm just gonna have I'm gonna leave it like uh, and Co said what uh, sorry uh, can you re rewind those knocks and I said you better hope uh, that merger Time Warner or whatever doesn't mess up your uh, our internet uh, and Co you know went out and I said all right I gotta go uh, so I went out with uh, Spackle and we got in this present and then the present had a trouble starting or something. You know, it's like kind of like a portal, which I think, like I thought, as soon as you got in and put the lid on, like a giant box, a wrapped gift. And I said, like, but it didn't go into work immediately. It didn't start working immediately. And Spackle said, don't worry, it's a beta test uh, and give it a minute. And I said, okay. 
And he said, so Spackle, are we headed to, is Rudolph's nose out, out again? And Spackle said, no. And I said, does Santa have a cold? Does he need someone to fly the sleigh? Roberta Claus, uh, and Spackle said, no. And I said, uh, does, does, uh, the Christmas, you said something like the Christmas spirit. Do they need an example? Uh, it was probably not me, but, uh, uh, is the Christmas light need to be relit or something? And Spackle said, no. And they said, well, then what is it, Spackle? And then Spackle said that, uh, Elon, Elon and Dan needed my help, uh, and I said, you mean Dan Harmon and Elon Musk? And Spanko said, oh, yes. And I said, well, is one of them uh, a Santa? And Spackle just looked at me. And I said, are they bo- Are they like a Voltron? Like, is that what it really is? Like, uh, is Santa split into two and is returned to the world? And now they need me to fuse them back together to be Santa for Christmas? And then Spackle tried to take my temperature, and I said, no, no, Spackle. Like, uh, he said, I, I've been think- I can't stop thinking about Dan Harmon and Elon Musk anyway, being best friends. It's like my dream come true. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait. Are we going to go meet with them right away? And Spackle silently, like Spackle then tried to move, the, shake the present uh, to get it moving. And I said, am I going to be working side by side with Dan and Elon in some sort of secret lab, uh, and, uh, where they're like, like, they're like in, in Spackle said, no. And I said, okay, uh, are we going to save Christmas? And Spackle said, we, we, you have work to do. And then Spackle like said, hold on. And Spackle started punching some buttons on Spackle's like phone. And I just started thinking about, like, so I'd seen this picture of uh, Dan Harmon uh, in uh, Elon Musk uh, a while back. Uh, and, of course, it made me think, wow. And then Dan was talking about, uh, like, a meeting Elon Musk. And, uh, they, like, of course, everybody's saying, well, those two should be best friends. Uh, and, like, it starts solving the world's problems. So it made sense to me. I guess the only thing that didn't make sense was that they needed my help. I was like, oh boy. Uh, yeah, but of course I was, my ego was like, let me get in there. Uh, maybe I, maybe I'm secretly brilliant. I just don't know about it. So I said, and then I said, well, maybe this whole fusing them back into Santa Claus really, but Spackle said no to that. Uh, and then I started to post, I said, Spackle, uh, so am I going to be working with one of them? Cause it'd be tough to choose, uh, I said, are they going to be like, uh, like, are they, like, I said, whoa, this is cool. And Spackle just like looked at me and was sighed because Spackle's waiting for something to go through. And I said, uh, Spackle, where are we headed? And, uh, Spackle again shook the box, uh, and I said, uh, like normally, I guess I'm not very good. Like if I would have put my foot down or something, said if I'm not going to work with Dan or Elon, or you don't give me some answers, count me out of this present. Or why am we sitting in a box uh, in my driveway? Yeah, that's not good. This, this doesn't make any sense anyway. Last time we went in a box, I think it was a portal to another world, and. Uh, uh, then a truck came and picked us up, like a, like a courier truck. Uh, 
And the person was a wicked struggle to get the truck in, and, and Speckle said, you know, shit, don't make any noise. Uh, but finally the person got a, uh, like a dolly and, and got us in, went up the ramp and put us on. And then the truck started moving. Then I fell asleep because it was very nice. Uh, because uh, it was like a kind of a velvet lined box and Spackle, uh, smells like pine, pine something. And I was a little bit warm, and I'd listen to those knocks, and the truck was moving, and it had a nice white noise. So I fell asleep for a little while. Uh, and then, of course, like uh, hours later, I woke up, and uh, Spacco wasn't in the box, and I pushed off the lid of the box, and then I hopped out, and I was in a big, uh, in a big, like, uh, storage area. And I heard, like, uh, typing and, and stuff, and, and I hopped out, and then I saw Spackle at a computer. And I said, is this uh, Elon and Dan's uh, secret lab? And Spackle said, no, this is, like, the freaking, like, a transfer center. Uh, and Spackle said, the situation's escalated. And I said, well, what, like, can you fill me in on some details? Or I wanted to say deets, uh. And then I said, okay, don't ask when you're going to meet Dan and uh, Elon again. And I get to hang, I said, maybe we could hang. I said, if I help them, if this achieves victory. And then Spanko said, this is part of a process, not a, like, a, and I said, okay, so it's not a one, this isn't a one shot deal. This is a new gig for me. And I said, uh, Again, are they going to fuse back into Santa? Like, is that, or maybe are there just the two of them, do they not know? He said, is that it, Smackle? Like, Dan and Elon were separated. They were Santa's, uh, two of Santa's children. And they were separated at birth uh, to preserve them. And 50% of the Christmas spirit was in one and 50% in the other. And Smackle again. And he said, Smackle, work with me here. You, you, Like, I listen to Knox for a hobby. Like, what did you expect? Uh, some sane, like, if you wanted a sane person, you could have gone, uh, like I don't know where where I don't know where those people are, but uh, probably like uh, like at the movies or you know I don't know. And Spankle said, "Okay, let me fill you in." Uh, he said, "Like he said, okay, Dan, and uh, let's see what I can say too." Okay, a lot of this would say, I'd say is in theory, uh, like in in the realm of possibility. So Dan, this is what Spacko told me again. This is an elf uh, who sighs a lot. And also, I'd just woken up, so it's groggy. Uh, but according to Spacko, at some point, Dan and Elon uh, started thinking about what other world's problems could they start to solve. And they were like at lunch, and, and, and they were thinking about all these big things and... Uh, then they were walking back to lunch, and uh, Dan was, uh, like, joking, and he cracked Elon up so much that Elon was, like, doubled over in laughter. And as Elon bent over, Dan saw this uh, sign for a missing uh, puppy that said, you know, missing spot, uh, uh, you know, last seen here, it goes by spot. Again, I'm, I'm like, changing the names to protect the... Uh, and uh, Dan said, what if we uh, found Spot? Uh, and again, this is like, like I don't want to reveal anything, uh, but, you know, Elon dried his tears of laughter. And then they both shared stories of pets. Uh, 
And then they like both their subconsciouses and their primary, you know, their, their like intellectual brain, their emotional brains and their subconscious were all churning like boing, 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 boing. And then they were connecting with these, uh, like, uh, these formative moments in their lives with pets. And they said, uh, think about this, like, uh, and this is brilliant. And again, if you have a pet, uh, this is a, like a little life hack you could stick in there. There was a, like a, a animated drawing of a girl who was a pet spot's owner. Uh, so when Elon and Dan uh, found this, uh, again, like uh, allegedly, according to um, Spackle, they said, uh, holy mackerel, like, uh, and they said, you're right, let's go find Spot. And they spend the rest of the day, well, normal people would have spent the rest of the day between the two of them, and they were really having fun. I think they gamified it, and, you know, Elon loves to laugh, and Dan loves to make people laugh, so it was like... Uh, and, uh, you know, they called in, you know, other help, uh, from both of their teams, uh, Elon's teams all are covered by NDA, but uh, you're like Cody and Spencer, were, uh, and Steve, I think were helping Dan out it, like, uh, and they track spot down. And then, uh, I think they had uh, Steve bring spot back because they said, okay, like this will be like an anonymous return to spot. Uh, no, no, uh. No reward. Reward is in itself. Uh, but then they couldn't shake it. So this is like months ago. Like they couldn't shake uh, and they kept texting. Shit. Remember when we found Spot? That was great. And Elon would say, hey, Dan, remember when you said like, uh, you know, something like blah, 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 made me laugh. And then Elon would, sp- you know, spit milk out his nose, even when he's at home in front of his family. And everyone kind of got sick of it. Like they said, you two, like, uh, they got sick of those two talking. And they said, if you guys love each other so much, uh, why don't you just go into business together? And, uh, again, it was like one of those things where that one part of your brain holds on to it, like, so long that you can't deny it. Uh, and they said, man, we're thinking of all these big ideas. What if we uh, start finding all of the pets in the world, all of the missing pets? Uh, we track them down. And they had some reality checks because like, I think they're both realists, too. So then they ran some numbers and they said, well, and then they thought about the emotional resonance. They said, well, geez, what is this emotional impact going to be? And then he thought about the inefficiencies of the market, uh, which I don't even know if there is it like, uh, and then Elon started saying like, uh, okay, to reach out to his team, they say public private partnership. That's a word that's popular. And they said, is this a solid, like, I guess that's issue one with these two people like that are a little more advanced, like Dan and uh, Elon, they said, is this a, a problem that he's solving? Yes. Is it a solvable problem? question mark uh you know what would success look like these are all the things that successful people do i think uh maybe uh, but it also goes down to will be fun uh like almost like a hobby and they said okay yeah let's allot this amount of time and elon was also thinking about like all these technologies and dan had been throwing all these other he said well if you do this uh you know i always imagined this uh and they started thinking of like, uh, again, and a lot of us I can't talk about, but at some point, cause Spackle told me 
they started like uh, working on it first, just themselves, and they started taking data, data or data. And one thing they learned is that it never got old. Like going and finding the pets, it didn't ever get boring. Um, In that there was all these unexpected challenges. And, you know, it was hard not being able to return the pets uh, themselves. But they said, well, that'll be really like, and then they were trying to figure out, uh, like the press started asking. And and Elon said uh, that he was replacing telephone poles. uh, So stay tuned on that one because it like, uh, and then he started thinking, well, what if we got rid of telephone poles? Uh, Like, what in the heck, what are those things still up there for? And, again, I don't know how many technologies are going to come out of this or entertainment properties. Uh, but so they, they had everything figured out. So they started, like, with the great – and then they started uh, doing research into other, like, across the world. And then started uh, making deals, like, with local places to say, okay, like uh, – like, uh, and, you know, like, you know, masking everything with, you know, pet buddies or whatever the heck. I don't know what they call it. Uh, and they said, Spack, when the heck are you, like, you're a nor- Northern Pole elf. Like, when the heck uh, are you doing involved with all of this? And how, how can I help? Holy cow, what a dream. So I'm going to be, like, the lead on uh, helping Dan and Elon uh, solve lost pet problems. And Speckle said, no, no, that's already resolved. They, they solved that problem. Uh, they're just trying to figure out if humanity's ready for it or not. Uh, that's the one question they're still uh, waiting on, and they're just running tests. But otherwise, everything's ready to go. And I said, so they need me to weigh the needs of humanity and make the final call. And I said, no, 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 don't. Speckle said, could, could finish. Uh, let me finish telling you and filling you in. And I said, Spackle, shouldn't we get in, like, get to action? Like, uh, like, and also, why didn't our, why were we sitting in that present box for so long? Were we waiting for some sort of, uh, and Spackle said, okay, please. Uh, and I said, okay. Uh, I said, let me check my phone and make sure, because, uh, like, and I checked in on Koa, and she was still just sitting there listening to knocks. But someone had come by and let her out, taking her for a walk, my brother. And then I tried to make it, like I said, what if my dog went missing during all this? Uh, and Speckle said Elon and Dan would find find her. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, I said, Speckle, what's a market inefficiency? Like, again, like that's just something that's a pain in the butt, right? Could you just call it a pain in the butt? Uh, and then Speckle said, okay, so. And I said, okay, let me fill in the, some blanks uh, to get us uh, get, get us moving. And Speckles stared at me like I was a big blank. But I said, okay, so Dan and Elon Musk become friends, uh, start solving the world's problems, realize what a great problem to solve, uh, missing pets. Uh, they also realize the joy in solving that problem. Then they start to address the actual solving the problem, both in the micro and the macro. They don't know the difference, which, you know, with the big and the little, like finding one pet versus, uh, like, uh, what it, you know, all the great issues uh, combined in that, uh, along with the technological hurdles or, like, whatever. 
And Spanko said, are you going to take it? And I said, okay. And then they solved the problem, at least on paper. Or is it, and Spanko said, the problem solved. And I said, okay, whoa, boy. I said, when did you get rid of the telephone poles? Because they said, and one thing is they smell good in the, when they're in the sun in the summertime. Uh, but, okay, so they solved the problem. They're just waiting to see if humanity's ready for the solution. I said, like, in some, and they, the speculators said, no, 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 just, uh, you know, like, uh, I said, okay, like, oh, does it give humanity, does uh, finding a pet, like, is it an individual? And this, I said, okay, speculators, you're obviously trying to move me somewhere else. I'm just trying to figure out where we go from here. But I said, obviously, some complication comes that need, oh boy, yeah, some complication that even Dan Harmon and Elon Musk can't solve uh, happens at this moment. Uh, it must still lead to them being related to Santa Claus, so because you're a North Pole elf and you're here, uh, and that only somehow I can solve. Uh, do they need to be put to sleep to be fused back into Santa Claus? Or do they need me to soothe them uh, so that they both can accept the rule as the Santa Clauses? Uh, I said, wow. Uh, and then my brain thought of the answer, which was, oh, it did this, does the solution? And then Spacko started talking, which, but since I'm narrating, it's kind of the same thing. Just like uh, maybe Spacko gets a point easier. Uh, but Spacko said, exactly. Uh, it turns out that the technology is actually the perfect technology for the delivery of the holiday spirit uh, and uh, the return of Roberta Claus now. Uh, so I said, okay, Robert, I thought Roberta Claus only lived in my mind, and Spackle just laughed, uh, patted me. I said, but I'm awake, Spackle. This isn't a dream. And I said, also, can I get a clause in my contract that I could call Elon Muskypoo or Muskie? And the inspector said, okay, so it turns out that the technologies involved in, in solving the solvable parts of this great uh, humanity we face as people, missing pets, uh, also would be what could make uh, North Pole a new reality. Uh, because, you know, like with people forgetting that Santa Claus is real and then Roberta Claus becoming Santa Claus, uh, so she is Santa Claus. Uh, and then people saying, well, I don't like uh, Scoots' idea of Roberta Claus replacing Santa Claus I'm not comfortable with. Uh, and I said, would you think people in America would be more comfortable with Roberta Claus, a female Santa Claus, or a two- People fused into one Santa Claus or uh, just Dan Harmon and Elon Musk being like uh, like Santa and Claus. Uh, uh, but, but Spackle said, Roberta, and I said, okay. I said, sorry, Spackle, I just get uh, I get excited about all this. When's it going to get to my part, though? And Spackle said, don't worry, don't worry. And Spackle said, this seems like the technology to reinvent Christmas and uh, deliver Christmas joy. At least uh, this part of the story, Spankle said. And so they said everybody at the North Pole, you know, as soon as those two became friends, everybody was already jazzed about it. 
because they felt like something latent had awoken. And again, Specs, please don't go off topic with fusing those two into Santa Claus. Uh, uh, They said, like, once they started to see, you know, because they can, you know, the North Pole's got the monitoring stuff. Uh, They said this whole pet thing uh, was uh, like, uh, was a way to reawaken uh, all of this. And that, like, uh, especially with Elon and Dan, you know, coming at these problems from different angles. And then also Dan finds it like, it's like, oh, Elon's good at this one thing. But Dan says, well, geez, like, uh, we can give it this narrative element. And then it has much more impact uh, when we think about this kind of tube with this uh, magnetism and all that stuff. Uh, but basically, Spackle was saying that, like, okay, they said we could actually, okay, here's a spoiler alert. Uh, uh, that maybe it's not technologically possible. That reason you have to buy presents isn't because of, uh, like some, uh, military industrial complex and, you know, uh, thing, but because it's just a, like, it's a pain in the butt to try to get all the presents from the North Pole distributed. This is one way of looking at it, market inefficiency. And that really, uh, they could make free presents in the North Pole, and distribute them with Elon and Dan's new technology that are delivering pets. Believe it or not, this has all happened in the past few months. Because, uh, uh, I mean, this is just the way, like, our technology goes nowadays. So Spankle said everyone at the North Pole was like, holy mackerel, this is it. Uh, I mean, 2018 probably. But we could do some beta testing of delivering actual presents other than the token you know, the thing with the sleigh and the reindeer. And then they got a hold of, like, you know, the, uh, the rest of the, the team that doesn't take my phone calls, but, you know, Glenn Greenwald and uh, uh, Muskie Poo, Eddie Snowden, uh, and also who, uh, who I would love to do a podcast with, Robert Reich. They get Robert Reich up there. And again, like I said, you, so you had Robert Reich, Nan Harmon, and Elon Musk in a room together. And Spackle said, yep. And I said, holy moly. And so Robert Reich was in charge of the economics of it. I said, hmm, what's going to be the economic impact if we uh, start giving out free presents to everybody? Because now it's a technological reality. Oh, also, if you're listening, this is all top secret, uh, but it turns out, like, this is only one part of the story. There's still eight minutes or so left here. But just remember, you know, stories change. Uh, but we were on, this was the cusp of what happened, Spackle said, was that, uh, so Robert Rice said we could run some tests uh, to kind of see, and we could watch these economic indicators. And then they said, okay, maybe we got to bring in some, like, uh, philosophy Cause he said, what's this, like, how does it impact of modern belief systems? And it all looked pretty complicated, but doable and achievable. And to say that the, uh, the, the North Pole was jazzed would be an understatement. Everybody was like, holy cow, this is going to be the cat. We can finally deliver cat's pajamas. And I said, that was an idea from my podcast, Spaggle. And Spaggle said, well, actually, and I said, well, I thought of it, uh, just so you know. Uh, but it's just, so they were very happy 
it just said it was going to, but then everybody like Reich, uh, Dan, Elon, Roberta Claus, a.k.a. Santa Claus, uh, Spackle, they all had this uh, suspicion, you know, they said, like, cause that's why they kept going back to, well, is the world ready for all this? And when your gut says that, it really uh, offers you, and they said, even for these beta tests, uh, and then Roberta Claus called them all into her office, uh, and she said, sit down, let's, let's like, like really chew this out, uh. And they all had to look at this forlorn look. Uh, they had solved the, the great, like, uh, I mean, two, two like, issues that people weren't even trying to fix. Uh, and Roberta Koss said, walk me through this again. Uh, and then she said, like, uh, like uh, you know, and she said, I listened to, like, how you two, but she said, okay, the lunch. Uh, and then Elon told the joke, like, I can't even, like, uh, the, the, him, what him and Dan were talking about, that cracked Elon up. And Elon, again, this time was eggnog, shooting out his nose, uh, retelling how he cracked up on the, right next to his pole when he was holding a telephone pole. And he was bent over laughing. And uh, Dan saw the sign for the missing dog, and then they went, and then Roberta Cross was watching them, telling the tales, uh, two taking turns uh, with their excitement, and then uh, talking about, like, doing it again, you know, how they couldn't stop thinking about, like, uh, how happy it made them. You know, the little picture of the girl, and then Steve Levy talking about delivering the present, like, the 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 dog back to the house and everyone, everyone was like, holy moly. Uh, and they said, yeah, we've been like Jeff Davis. Everybody's like, uh, we got, well, like, and they were talking about all the different times, like in LA that these pets they found. And then how that led to this, uh, you know, their minds leading to like, how do we fix this? Uh, and Roberta said, okay, okay. And they said, what is it? Because she was just staring at the two of them. And she said, uh, she goes, I see. And they said, oh, it's so obvious. Holy cow. Uh, and they kind of had their arms around each other anyway because they were, ch you know, chummy. And they said, well, what do you think, Roberta Claus? And she said, I think we better go. And so then Roberta Claus went back to L.A. with them. And then they, like, went and found a telephone pole. And even Roberta Claus said, when the heck, if it's a hotel, like, what the heck's a tell? It's an internet poll or whatever. But then they found it was a turtle, a turtle named Wordle or something. And they went and they tracked this turtle down. And she, like, uh, Roberta Claus got to experience a joy. And then they said, you won't believe this, Roberta Claus. Watch what happens, like, uh. Uh, with the next one, when it would if it's not successful, because uh, Dan was like, one time me and Cody were looking by on bikes and uh, we couldn't, and so they went to one, and it was a cat, and then they said call and say this is where you looked, but you couldn't find the cat, uh, but you're hoping, and Roberta called the number, and she said, geez, I'm sorry, I've been looking for Fluffy, Fluffernutter or whatever. And they said, oh, Fluffernutter came home last night. Uh, and Roberta cried uh, because she said, holy cow. 
then they did it again with one that was still, like they said, wow, this is such a, there's so many. And then Spackle was kind of looking at me. Uh, and I said, what, what are you looking at me for? So I said, so I said, is Robert Reich really Santa Claus? Uh, and then Spackle just shook Spackle. I said, Spackle, I was thinking that the present was going to be like one of the muskies tubes, uh, like a, like a spiral graph or whatever they're called. And, uh, Spackle shook Spackle's head and Spackle said, I have a gift for you from Elon and Dan and Roberta Claus and everyone at the North Pole, because we, we actually like you. And, uh. They said, what about Robert Reich? Does Robert Reich, or I don't know if Elon, does any of them know? And they said, don't worry. Uh, I want you to get in this next truck that's headed out. And uh, you get, and I said, what do you mean? And uh, Spankle said, I think even you will figure it out when you're in the truck. Because uh, I'm going to need you to knock on some doors. Uh, here's the keys. And I got in this truck. uh and I started it up, and then I thought I was hearing noises, so then I looked in the back of the truck, and in the back of the truck, in this luxurious uh, way, were uh, there's three dogs, uh, some sort of, uh, uh, like, iguana, and a, uh, and a Persian cat. And then I looked at a clipboard that was next, like, in the console, and it had a map, and it had the names of the pets and all the houses they needed to be returned to. And I got to drive uh, uh, through L.A., and I went to the first house, and I knocked on the door. And, uh, if, you know, to maintain privacy, it was the five greatest knocks of my life, like one, two, three, four, five, uh, I don't know, the, the iguana kept staring at me, like I said, are you cross-eyed? That was before we got to the house, uh, and but it was the name was cross-eyed, uh, craw, like, I don't know, like some sort of, a kid named it, but I kept calling the iguana cross-eyed. But, uh, you know, when they talk about the holiday spirit, uh, the Christmas spirit, the New Year's spirit, the spirit of Thanksgiving, the spirit of gratitude... Now, I don't know what it's like to solve the world's problems uh, like Dan and Elon do or, you know, to look at economic, you know, say have a Reich-like mind of economics uh, or to be Roberta Kloss, uh, someone with the courage uh, to uh, take the reins of uh, Santa Claus. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know what it's like to have, two, you know, tube systems or, uh, you know, to do all that stuff. Uh, what I do know is the greatest gift I've ever been given was like uh, uh, being a chain in this uh, link of helping, like uh, helping everybody out. And I think I, what, the reason Spackle sighed so much is because they accomplished everything in a way that was achievable. Uh, I mean, I, no, don't, don't, don't uh, quote me on this because this is all beta testing, but, uh, you know, without having to produce anything at the North Pole, uh, they produced a holiday spirit in my heart and other people's hearts. Uh, and I hope, uh, in your heart too, uh, because, uh, it's the season to say, Hey, uh, like, uh, let me help, uh,
maybe push that cart for you or give you a wink and a nod or, you know, ask you way too many questions when you're a North Pole elf uh, uh, to sleep in present boxes and uh, to smile and to say, uh, wow, uh, how lucky are we uh, to live in this era? Uh, it's not easy all the time. Uh, but I appreciate you listening or uh, drifting off. Uh, and I hope I can help in my small way because I know how many people out there have helped me. And I'm very thankful for it, whether I've thanked you or not. Uh, uh, thank you so much and uh, good night.